You're with Julian on the Brown Note and a review of Jungle Cruise, this week's big film at number one in the box office in America. And the director is um, something of an interest to me because it's Juame Colet Serra, who's a Spanish-American film director. Now, he's done some um, interesting films that I've featured on this show because he kind of led... I, I complained this year about the three very lacklustre Liam Neeson films that came out and how rote they were compared to the interesting few years he's done before that. And um, Jaime Colesera was the director of um, some of the most interesting ones. Unknown was pretty decent, but fairly taken standard, but still decent. Uh, Nonstop was very good, which was the one set on a plane. Uh, and that was excellent. And um, best of the lot, Run All Night, one of the best Liam Neeson films. And he also did The computer, Commuter, which was basically non-stop on a train and probably the least interesting of the four. He is um, the director of this, uh, I mean, this is in Battleship's territory, a ride at Disney World um, called The Jungle Cruise. And he's made a film about a ride at an amusement park. Um, this is... Um, Broadly speaking, a film that is sadly a bit closer to Pirates of the Caribbean than Indiana Jones, which is what you would want it to be, although modern Indiana Jones, maybe not. Uh, We get Dwayne Johnson, who is, uh, we see at the start that there are the Conquistadors, Agueri. Um, I hope that was a nice tip to Werner Herzog's greatest film, Agueri, Wrath of God, the uh, lead Conquistador, played by... Edgar Ramirez, who has given one of the century's best performances in one of the best films, the five-and-a-half-hour Carlos. Um, He's a conquistador that goes in search of a leaf from a tree of life, which um, basically cures any illness, um, and he ends up being... He turns on the villagers that rescue him in the deep, darkest parts of the Amazon. They sort of rescue him and bring him, back, him and his men back to health. But he turns on them and kills them. And he is cursed for this. And the curse is that he can never die or leave the water. So he always has to remain near the water in the Amazon. And we find out what happened to him at a later date. Dwayne Johnson is a boat guy who does tours and he's a bit of a con artist. He's got no money. He's on his last legs. Pursued by everyone for debts. And um, runs this tour where he, he thrills people with all of the monsters and the tribes people of the Amazon. And we pretty much w- realise straight away that he's just a big con artist. And the tribes people are just his mates dressing up and pretending to be something. And all the monsters are on pulleys and all of that kind of stuff. Um, at the very start, we see Emily Blunt in um, in the uh, something like the National History Museum, I'm guessing, in London. Her brother, played by Jack Whitehall, is giving a speech, which is her speech, about how they must fund this trip to the Amazon to get this from the tree of life, the leaf that will um, cure all illnesses and it will stop, the, you know, stop wars and so on. Uh, she can't present because she's a woman. So he does a very blundering job of, uh, of pretending to be her because he's a guy. And she then tries to steal this arrowhead, which is apparently the closest anyone's come to finding this version of the El Dorado story, which is the lost city of gold. Basically, there's something in the Amazon that the West has been trying to find for centuries and never found. But this arrowhead is something that will lead her to it. And the other element is um, Jesse Plemons. 
who plays a uh, he's a deranged and ambitious German aristocrat. Um, he's trying to get that for himself so he can become the eternal dictator of Germany. Um, and they all head off to the Amazon and Emily Blunt and Jack Whitehall meet up with um, Dwayne Johnson and um, end up taking him as their skipper to go throughout the Amazon looking for this mystery tree of life. Um, and um, you wouldn't expect a great deal of plot from a, an amusement park ride. So um, it, it's, it's this simple math in a film like this, in which is, um, is it as aggressively, annoyingly bad, or is it enjoyable and warm and funny? Much closer to the latter. You get a long way in these films by your cast, and I have to say that's probably the high point here. Dwayne Johnson's uh, in his element. He's he doesn't seem to be that interested in troubling dramatic roles too much. He's the biggest paid movie star in the world, I believe. But um, he always sits in these sort of six out of ten films that I enjoy. I enjoyed Skyscraper. It wasn't very good, but I enjoyed it. And um, there's a big push to not make them, you know, annoying or too long or have too many um, elements in them that would make them troubling and um, or boring. And they've done a really reasonable job with most of them. And this isn't that far away from the Skyscraper one. But it's a much funnier and goofier film. Um, right near this, well, when they first head off down the Amazon, we get uh, Jesse Plemons' character comes along and... Um, in a U-boat in the Amazon, and they have a submarine battle, which is quite something. It's actually the best action sequence in the film. Um, Emily Blunt is the most versatile actress today. She can do anything. She can do romantic melodrama mysteries like The Woman on the Train. She can do hard-edged sci-fi as an action star, rivaled only by Charlize Theron and Scarlett Johansson in things like um, The Edge of Tomorrow. Um, she can do uh, horror as the lead actress in The Quiet Place and The Quiet Place 2 now. And she can do serious dramatic action roles like uh, Sicario, one of my films of the decade, where she was the lead in that as well. So she has really got it all. And she's now in that Rachel Weiss in The Mummy, another film that this is very much like. She's in that ballpark here. So she can do it all. And she's really, really becoming the, you know, the MVP. Um, Jack Whitehall, who is a, often a stand-up comedian, I hate his smug, self-satisfied stand-up. I cannot stand him. He's actually really good here. He plays it. Um, everyone's engaging. Everyone, no one, no one's grating. A lot, a lot of these Americanized action films can put, make people quite abrasive or to try and be funny, uh, and no one does. Everyone's got a relatively gentle soul in this film. Jesse Plemons. Um, if you're a Breaking Bad fan, you love Jesse Plemons for playing this sadistic psycho with a smiling face um, that appeared in season five. He is a, an actor that can play a twisted sociopath just as well if he does it dramatically or he does it for laughs. And for me, I thought his um, German aristocrat was a bit of a standout here. It's very colourful. The special effects vary. There are some real blunders. Uh, Dwayne Johnson's pet leopard, or or what jaguar, I guess it is, is really bad. Um, I don't know what they were thinking here. I don't know why they didn't use a real animal or trained one. Because it is glaringly bad. And some of the other effects aren't that great either. 
But the Amazon itself is a very photogenic environment for a film and all the animals and everything you get in it. And at least towards the latter stage of the movies, we get a couple of twists out of it, uh, which, which open the film up and keep the interest going instead of it plodding along to its inevitable conclusion. The chemistry between Dwayne and Emily Blunt is excellent, and um, Jack Whitehall makes for a very engaging side person. It's a very silly film deliberately, but it's also a very warm film in these troubling times that we're in. It is actually a balm to watch. It's enjoyable. It's not over long. There's nothing oppressive about it. It's not a Marvel film. Um, there's no darkness here. It's just goofy, high-budget fun. I would have, wouldn't have minded the special effects being a little bit better. Um, and um, overall, I was happy at the end of it. So I, I think you'd have to have a little bit of hate in your heart, not to least... Like, if you watch... Um, Temple of Doom, the second, right, uh, the second Indiana Jones movie. There's a lot that's aggressively bad. There's a lot that's abrasive in the screaming and the attempts at comedy, and um, some of the darkness that comes through. Um, and I hated that film, but this isn't like that. This is um, this is very much in the vein of the Mummy or the Pirates of the Caribbean. But sometimes I found those Pirates of the Caribbean to be quite torturous. Uh, and this isn't doesn't wear itself out, so it was a, it was a lot of fun. So nothing amazing, but um, a raft of enjoyable people to spend the time with in a very colourful, exotic location, having a lot of fun. So I'm going to give um, Jungle Cruise a seven out of ten from the Gone But Forgotten album, which is the first four tracks from Sugar's Copper Blue and E Crusade, all such amazing tracks in a row that I can't really name an album that has a stronger opening for, and perhaps the highlight of them all changes.